Were you yeah. step on this I kept thinking that too. You almost you did. did. You, I, you I almost, did. Yeah. Oh no. You almost did step on Humphrey. Oh no. Yeah. I didn't fine. even notice. I almost squashed him under a chair. He just. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Between Sundays. I am Tyler, and we are going to get personal. God rest ye merry gentlemen and gentle ladies. Today we're talking about being a child of God and why that's comforting and joyful. Dave's here to give us the details on his sermon last weekend, but before we get the blessing, now that they're finished causing me dismay, let's welcome in our favorite child deviants, Marin and Barry. Good day, guys. Hi. Hi. Good day. Good day. <laughs> what? Child, child deviants. Child of God, child deviants. I never <laughs> deviated as a child. No, okay, you're that's perfect. not true. I, yeah. No, I was. Uh, I broke a lot of wooden spoons over my butt when I was growing Ooh. up. But then I figured it out that if I stopped breaking the rules, yep. I'd have to. I'd stop breaking the spoons. Wow, that's, you, just, you were able that's to just how that put works. that together. It, just and like then that. I was as straight as an arrow for, for like literally the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. Let's be clear. Yeah, he Dave's was not. We, he can, was not. We, can get we that did validated. not break a lot of. <laughs> I don't ever remember breaking yeah. one no, spoon on you. Let's not that's, start something, Barry. That's we use a lot of hyperbole in our family, so <laughs> Guys, more than more than anyone else. Dave, it feels like a minute since you've been here. It has been. It's been a minute. Yes, it has. Welcome back. Good to be back. Yeah. Didn't think I was gonna be here today, but I know. Here I am. So here's the deal. We're doing this earlier in the day. We're not doing Facebook Live uh, as of yet. We may still get on there, but um the reason we're doing it early is because we just wrapped up our staff Christmas party and uh, a lot of people get the gift of taking the rest of the day off. So we had some time and let's just knock it out. Dave could be here earlier rather than later. So we wanted to make sure he's uh, here so we can talk about the sermon. Um, but that's what's happening. Are you all, are you guys in like a carb coma right now I, from the staff Christmas party? I have a foil packet in my backpack right now that I hope, what? I don't think of it's what? leaking on anything. Richard's Tandoori Chicken. Oh, it was good. Bless the Lord. We had a potluck staff uh, breakfast, pancake breakfast. That was our staff Feed party. me. <laughs> and so nothing goes with pancakes like, like tandoori, tandoori chicken. chicken. Yep. Yep. Yes. Classic matchup. Richard made my whole afternoon with that chicken. And then he was kind enough to like wrap me up a little pouch to take home, which See. I'm going to squirrel away, hide yeah. away from the family because it is all mine. I've never had maple syrup and cilantro together before. <laughs> Was yeah, what's that like? Oh, it was well, wonderful. Different. Yeah. And it was like red and green. So it was like, it was the it most was, festive thing. It was so Christmas. We got some pretty good casserole makers here on staff. Yeah, we do. We yeah. Do. Solid I, contributions. I'm in a sugar coma. Yeah. For sure. Like Definitely. I, I was riding high for like, you know, burning hot for like 10 minutes. And now, there were definitely two kinds of people. There were the sweets people, yeah. like the cinnamon rolls and the cakes. And then yep. there was and the, the meats, casserole the meats meat people. I was one with the meat people. Well, well we couldn't be a meat person. So I was a sweet person. <laughs> um, I, it's been a long time since I've made my own hot chocolate. And there was a hot chocolate like station there. I didn't even see that. Where oh, was yeah. that? I, oh, in the back. That. I want that. <laughs> and so I, I was like lost in making my own hot chocolate. I was like, eh, Let's do four more scoops. I don't know. Like, what what are we doing here? Oh, no. It was like a slurry. Oh, no. it, like, it, like it turned out to be like a pudding. Uh, so that's what that's where we're coming from, friends of the pod. Uh, we're all in a we're little slug. food comas. We're sluggish. But. Sluggish. Yeah. What's what else is new? What, how was your guys' weekends? We all saw each other last weekend. We Barry did. Barry hosted a great party. 
Yes, we had a, a few friends over, and that was a lot of fun. Christmas party. Yep. I met Humphrey for the first time. Yeah, what'd you the think? The first time. I was impressed, because for as much as you talk about how rabbits are like the sixes mm-hmm. of the natural world, yeah, very he scared. just kind of kept hopping around amongst the friends. He was... He took a day to get back to normal, though. Oh, really? He was very, like, Because I, I was very surprised. Oh, really? He wasn't, As a six, uh, I, would, I kept thinking, oh, my gosh, we're going to step on this bunny. We're yeah, going to step on this I bunny. I kept thinking that, too. You almost you did. did. You, I, you I almost, did. Yeah. I oh, no. You. you almost did step on Humphrey. Oh, no. Yeah, I didn't fine. even notice. I almost squashed him under a chair. He just, <laughs> he doesn't <gasps> understand. The party was great, everybody. It was fine. <laughs> <laughs> he had a good time. He's back to normal now. But. Um, are you guys finding yourselves, so... I feel like I'm going to a Christmas party every day. <laughs> it does feel that Feels way. That way Working yeah. at a church, it's like Christmas party every 11 minutes. Oh yeah, different teams yeah, will different have teams, parties for their team, right? Different so groups of people. Olivia is a makeup artist at a local salon, and so they had their Christmas party. So we went downtown to a place that uh, we threw axes. Actually, <laughs> that's a thing now. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Wow, were you good? Are you any? Are you any good? I will say the very first time I threw an axe, it hit and stuck in the board, which is exactly what I wanted. Yes. That's all, that's all I yes. ever wanted in life was to be the. Was there a target or anything? Oh, or yeah. just throwing? Oh yeah. Them? And okay. now I'm thinking, okay, when I have a barn someday, I'm going to set up axe throwing <laughs> on the side of the barn because it's a lot of fun. <laughs> that's great, Dave. What's new with you? Oh man, I was in Florida last week. Oh. One day I was on the beach. I looked up and down the beach. There was no one there. No one. On, Did on, you think the rapture happened? Oh, I didn't really care. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> kidding. Because it was 85 degrees yeah. and sunny. Oh, and so, and then when, when we got off the plane, it was snowing and I was like, oh, depression. I'm totally depressed. But yeah. Yeah. It was great. That sounds week. awesome. It was. My family and I used to go to Florida every year for Christmas and it was the best. Everybody I know is like, what about the snow? Right. No, no, no thanks. Do you have so zero, plenty do when you, you come back. You have no sentimental attachment to the Midwestern, no. you know, snowy no, it, Christmas. Not at all. It was weird sitting there at this really cool vegan restaurant that Barry and Liv have been to and, and listening to Christmas music, watching them l- put lights on the palm trees. It was just different. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't like it. Odd. I love <laughs> it. it. Odd. I love it. Marin has a look of disgust <laughs> on her face. I don't, I don't do, I don't appreciate the snow. I only appreciate it for the holidays, like for Christmas, for this whole season leading up to New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. Like if Christmas, if if the snow could melt January 2 and be gone forever until December mm-hmm. 25, I would be totally fine. Yeah, That's fine. And since that never happened. Yeah. Yeah. Like four months after Christmas, yeah. of just hard winter. Yeah. I was driving <laughs> yesterday and the skies looked just bleak and dismal. Yeah. Bleak yeah. and dismal. Ooh. Here we are in this like, what even color gray is that? Oh, that sounds like a song. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> you know what it's good for though? It's good for family photos. Is it? Yeah. Oh, you guys just took a bunch. Yeah, we took a bunch of family photos and it's like, I guess now that we have kids, it's like every three months we need updated family photos. <laughs> and so gray skies actually perfect for photos because nobody's squinting. Awesome. Nobody's... Yeah. In the shadows, when other people are in the sun, yeah, it's really nice. How did Milo do? Is he he like a? Is he good at family photos? Is he? Uh, Yeah, he's good. Um, He he doesn't do what you ask him to a lot of times with the like smile or you know he he literally just learned the word cheese. (laughs) So like he'll pick up my phone and just say start saying cheese, but (laughs) but. uh, in terms of like my Milo smile for the camera. No, he doesn't even acknowledge the photographer's presence. So he'll just look straight to the ground and just like dig his heels in. He's not, he's not, 
playing along. Hmm. Just like his mother that way. No, <laughs> just like me. <laughs> just like me. Um, but yeah, it, it, gray skies, not good. Not good. Um, all right. Dave ha- is on a ticking clock. And yep. so Sorry. I want to yeah. get to the sermon. Um, but before we do that, I just want a quick update. 12 days, comfort and joy. You guys probably don't know this, Barry and Marin, but we've been doing comfort and joy for a week. We've given out four or five different gifts. We've had about 500 people enter to win this thing. Um, we've had a ton of awesome feedback. We've got like 170 people commenting on each individual gift. Just, and, and again, I'll say it again. I said it last week, but it is people who are excited about this place and it just that gives me, yeah. as a staff member, yeah. comfort and joy. Yeah, yeah for sure. And yeah. I love it. So if you haven't participated in 12 Days of Comfort and Joy, go to our website, go to the Christmas page. You can enter to win these great gifts. Today's gift is, uh, I think it's lights at the Speedway or something. But mm-hmm. you won't be able to get that. Yeah, you won't be able to get that. But there's some. There's other stuff so coming. What else has there been there? Lights at the Speedway, fresh cut Christmas tree, uh, ice skating. Was that one Lego of them? Christmas set? at the zoo. Yeah, Christmas Lego, at the zoo. Oh, Lego, a Lego set. set. We've got That's a lot good stuff. of stuff coming. That's and some actually, really good stuff. actually, I don't. There, the, some somebody received the the Lego set, and there was another person who who goes to Grace who said, "I have some stuff that I would like to contribute." to 12 days comfort and joy that you can give away. It's in mint condition. It's, I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to be, I want it to be a surprise, but this is a like peer to peer thing. Now it's like pe- grace Fun. people giving yeah. other grace people gifts. That's cool. Mint yeah. condition. My guess is trading cards, baseball cards, mint yep, condition. That's still exactly in their what sleeves. it is. It's a, it's, it's a, a 40 foot, Ryan like Sandberg Iron, Iron Santa statue <laughs> rookie card. <laughs> no, but I'm really happy with it. So go and enter to win if you've uh, if you've already been participating but you haven't won anything. Keep Except keep doing me it. And Barry, keep entering. We can't enter. Yeah, win. you guys can't win. Jed, we're get off the computer. There you go. Oh, oh Jed yeah, can't even, win. Oh my no. goodness. Jed can't do it. That's so sad. <laughs> Sorry, no Jed. No comfort and joy for you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Speaking of comfort and joy, we're in our third week of the series, Comfort and Joy. We just finished our second week. Second week. Two. Yeah. Okay. Um, I never get this right. I never, <laughs> I never know <laughs> what weeks we're doing things. I should, but we're in our, we're in our second week of Comfort and Joy in the series. And Dave gave a message about uh, being children or a child of God. And so Dave, thanks for being here. Yeah. Um, can you just kind of give us a summary or a big, big idea of what you wanted people to walk away with for anyone who may have missed it or hasn't seen it yet? Yeah. Uh, the ultimate question is to get a person to sit back and say, Oh, would I identify myself as a child of God? And the scripture we referenced verse 12 over and over again was to all who believed him and accepted him. He gave the right to become a mm. child of God and a heavily emphasized, emphasized the word, the authority to be transformed into a child of God. My, my point was, we all think, I think there's a, a perception that every human being is a child of God. And that's just not true. Yeah. That that's worth talking about for the rest of the time, but I know we can't, but yeah. that is new to me. Well, I'm yes. I mean, so in a metaphoric sense, we are all children of God in yeah. that we're all made in his image and we wouldn't, there, human beings would not exist without the sovereign, without the providence of God. Yeah. But to be adopted into his family as his adopted child, 
is a process that comes by our faith and acceptance of Jesus. Then yeah. we become a child of God. And so that's a distinction. I think I, when I said that, I remember I looked out at the audience and people looking at me with dog head, you know, like tw- their head was <laughs> dog head. We're twisted to yeah. one side, like what, what, what? Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a huge concept. Yeah. I've never considered it authority, hmm. the right to become a child of God. I've never considered that. It almost sounds more like a responsibility to, or something, but having authority to be changed into something is the way that the, the app notes said it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's, those are the Greek words. Yeah. Was it Greek, Barry? Yeah. John would have mm-hmm. written the Greek. Yeah. yeah. Greek. Um, so you sang at the beginning of the, of the service of the mm-hmm. sermon, or is that just the first line? And you said, what's the song called? God rest you, Mary gentlemen. Is yeah. that the title? Or is that just the first line of the song? I, I don't know. Is it called Tidings I of think, Comfort and Joy? Oh, I think I it think is called God, God, God Rest You, Mary Gentlemen. Okay, so right. you sang that. Um, Which, by the way, remember last week when you were, Marin was saying something about singing pastors or whatever? Yes, we have one. And I, mm-hmm. Well, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, no, my dad does that sometimes. Hey, sing yep. pastor. It there it happened. is. Uh, why'd you do that? Why, why'd you decide why'd to... Why'd you sing? Why'd you, no, sign? why'd you decide don't to sing that Don't do that ever again. Yeah, please. We don't need to hear it. My word. Uh, it was, I wanted to emphasize the theme of the whole month, which is comfort and joy. Mm-hmm. And that's where the song, that's where the words came from. But the interesting thing about the song, of course, is that we get the comma wrong. Mm. Yeah. You know, we think God rest ye, comma, merry gentlemen. Happy. Right. Well, that's not Absolutely. what it means. Absolutely. That's what I would have thought. Yeah. That's what I thought. It's God so. rest ye, merry, comma, gentlemen. In other words, God keep you strong. Yeah. As the old English word Mary means mighty, strong. So it's like a, rather than a toast, I said it's a prayer. Mm. Yeah. It's a prayer that we, that all of us would consider and keep us strong and mighty by knowing and, and having our dismay uh, wiped out or have our dismay mm. go away because we know that Jesus Christ came for us. Mm. That's tiding of comfort. I learn stuff about Christmas songs almost every year here. <laughs> like I, I, I guess I just grew up singing songs that I knew nothing about or like didn't know, think yeah. about what they meant or anything. But I think most of us did. Yeah. We sang Noel having no idea what Noel really meant. I don't know what Noel means. <laughs> <laughs> what does, oh, never mind. Um, so, okay. Not everybody's a child of God. You talked about the, the right to be adopted into or as a child of God. Mm. Um, and so I want to talk a little bit about the idea of God being a father, mm. because when we talked about the design of this service, you were very clear. You said, I want, you even brought up the, this is us reference. You said, I want to basically communicate that God is saying you are my son, son, you are my daughter, daughter, like you are mine. You, yeah. you belong to me. I, yeah. I can't, I could, what's the, the phrase he uses in the, this is us clip. I can love you as much as a human heart can. As a human heart can, and I change that. God, uh, yeah, I love you as much as a divine heart can. Yeah, um, but when you really think about or stop on the the idea of God being a father, for a lot of people that comes with mixed emotions. Yeah, some some people really do take comfort and joy in that. Some people don't know or don't have the greatest picture of a father. So it's personal for everybody. If if you're willing to sit on the idea of God being a father, but what, what, what stands out to you guys or what, how does that hit you personally? The thought of God being a father and adopting you. Super personally. (laughs) (laughs) Tyler's looking directly at me, just waiting for the the tears to well up. Here's, 
Here's a peek behind the curtain, friends of the pod. This morning when I saw Marin, she greeted me with, I had to get ready for today's pod because it's very personal. I said, okay, good. I'm going to ask you about that. <laughs> no. So I can't hardly watch This Is Us. Like it's like the hottest show. Everybody watches it. My dad who adopted me hmm. wanted me to sit down and watch this show. And I watched a couple episodes, maybe I can't even remember if I'd watched a whole season with them or something. It was in our transition moving from where we were to here. Yeah. We had to move in with them, getting ready to move here. So we had a lot of time together and he wanted me to watch the show. And I'm like, this show is my life. I, I can't mm. watch this show. It's too hard for me to watch yeah. this show. Um, I am of mixed race and I was adopted um, by my father, who's pretty good dude. Um, mm. But my, my siblings, all of my siblings in my family unit looked very, very different from me. Mm -hmm. And so there's that aspect of the whole this is us thing where I just, I felt like the oddball and I felt like the outsider because I looked like the outsider. Mm. It's just too hard to watch. But like the father in the show, my dad was just passionate mm. in his love for me and constantly in reminding me, you know, I don't care blood or not blood. I don't care about any of that. You are just as much my daughter as my other children are. You are mine. You are mine. You are mine. Yeah. And it took me a lifetime to accept that as the truth. Okay. So that's my question to you. Yeah. Have, I, I assume you've accepted it, but how really, how long before you were like, okay, I believe this. Yeah. I mean, all through my teenage years, you mm -hmm. know, I would just kind of back and forth. And as much as an adopted father can love a child like myself, who's, mm -hmm. you know, adopted by whatever, um, there's always a part of me that just knows like my father, father, my biological father, I'm never going to know him. It's, it's not going to happen. It's yeah. just not there. So for me as a young, young child, the concept of God as my father mm -hmm. was super real to me. And I clung to that really? with a fierceness mm -hmm. that, you know, I might've come into this world fatherless. He died um, while my mom was pregnant with me. Mm. I might've come into this world fatherless, but none of that matters mm. because this world is not my home. I'm, I'm told in scriptures that I'm a citizen of heaven. And so I have a father and He's a friend that sticks closer to a, than a brother. You know, he was, I, I had to have that. And I yeah. felt that and I knew that um, even in my formative years. So the idea still is one that gives you identity. Is that what it, is that what it gives you? Or you say you cling to it. What is the emotion? Like when you think of God, God as your father, your adoptive father, what is the emotion that's core to that response? It's like a redemption. I think that's the best way I can describe it for my mm. life and my situation in that there's another scripture that was like, <laughs> this scripture is a little weird. Um, in sin, my mother conceived me. I think it's in the Psalms. David's talking about just, you know, man, I was born into sin, mm. you know, whatever. Um, you formed my inward parts. Like you knew me no matter what. And yeah. that's always been my story too. I, I came into this world under less than desirable circumstances. However, I, I am not, I am not the sum of my circumstances. I am, um, again, like given the right delegated authority transformed, yeah. um, into a child of God because to all who believed and accepted him. Yeah. And so that's why that, that concept, I was so glad to hear you reiterate that Dave, because it's too easy to just, you know, 
I guess I think media tends to water water it down significantly. Well, mm. we're all just children of God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, wouldn't it be nice if that were true? Except you've got to read the word. You have to read your scripture to know that you have to believe mm. him. And you, accept you, him. Yeah, and accept him. You can't just yeah. believe whatever you want and then call yourself a child of God. You, mm-hmm. You've got to believe him and you've got to accept him. And then he gives you that adoption and that hmm. authority and all the things, all the things that come with being a, a true heir, a child of God, his Holy spirit, like all the, you, I, I'm jumping ahead, but that list that you gave at the end of the sermon about the, what did you call Future them? The God sends the God sends. Yeah. Of the child of God. yeah. All of that is ours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think, yeah, I think one of the reasons why this is so it can be almost controversial. The idea that some are children of God and some aren't is that, Inevitably, when we think of any sort of exclusivity with God, we always immediately go to a picture of God standing with his arms crossed saying like, no, nope, not you, not you. No, you're not worthy, but you are. You'll be OK. Come on in. But not you. You know, yeah. it's like he's this sort of judgmental, angry person. What that what that misses and what I think the adoption metaphor really helps with is the idea that that no, we've got it backwards. God is the one who is desperately desiring and pursuing mm-hmm. us. Exactly. He, mm-hmm. he, de- he deeply, deeply desires to draw people into his family. He wants to adopt every single human soul. And so mm. that shifts this, this concept of those who accepted him. It's not like, you know, God's got this list out there and he's like trying to decide who, who he's going to blast and who he's going to accept. It's like, no, He's this offer is there for everyone, and yeah. he wants he desperately wants them to accept him. Well, so much we always well we always read John three sixteen like you know God so loved the world that he gave his only mm. son that whoever believes in him will you know will not perish but have eternal life. It's probably the most famous. Verse I know that. I know that one. You know that one. Yeah. And you know, but then we always stop there. We don't read verse seventeen, which God sent His Son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through Him. So mm. like the whole point of Jesus mm. being human was the whole point of the yeah. word becoming flesh was to give life to those who would, would see the light and accept it. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Jack Pearson illustration is a, is a great divine metaphor. Mm-hmm. That's this is us. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. The, this is us metaphor with him standing there looking at those children saying, and I want that one too. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And I want that one too. And Dave, you said every person whether they know it or not, longs to be adopted by God. I believe that's, I, I believe that's true. Yes. I think that, I think that's the uh, underlying every human heart hmm. is the desire to be adopted by God uh, and the desire to be blessed by God, the desire to be identified as worthy by God. And that's why we struggle so much when we don't, so don't get that from our earthly fathers Yeah, mm-hmm. because we want it from our heavenly father and our earthly fathers are not good, great facsimiles of God. And, and we blow it more often than we should. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know that there's one single topic that I've spoken about or opened up in the word that has drawn more emotional response than the concept of the blessing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Cause I mean, you, you can imagine the people that wanted to talk and the emails that are still coming into me yeah. about, about that concept. Can you reiterate what, what you had said or what you think about? The idea of the blessing. Yeah. But the old Testament concept of the blessing, which shows up in Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and it was the whole thing between Jacob and Esau was around that too, <clears throat> was that the father would convey a blessing to the children that would not only be able to, you know, not only say, I love you and yeah. you're great, but I, I have this picture 
of your future. This is who you are and this is who you're going to be. It's almost like I'm giving you your destiny. I'm, I'm, I'm giving your destiny in this envelope. Open it up. And somehow, which I don't really understand and all the divine work that God looks at that and says, okay, I'm down. I'm with that. Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm going to go with what your father just said, or somehow I inspired your father. And so we're together going, we're calling that out in mm. you. That's your destiny. That is, and I believe when we move into the new Testament, I believe that's, that's what the blessing also, it, it's not an all purpose. Oh, you're okay. Yeah. Or I just want to make you happy. It's yeah. I'm declaring over you something that no one else can. Because blessing is another one of those words that we've kind of watered down. Exactly. Mm -hmm. We right. have way watered it down. Yeah. Yeah. I had the image. I got real emotional one service picturing um, Jesus blessing children and wonder, okay, if Jesus blesses children, what continent did they go on to, to save those mm -hmm. little children? I wish we could have the, I wish yeah. we could have a story. I was one of those kids that Jesus had on his lap and he blessed me. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine their lives? Yeah. So yeah, the blessing. Um, when you were talking about everybody longing to be adopted, I I thought to myself, I've never really thought about what I think about that or how I feel about that. And then you started going down the list. Maybe this is why people think you're clingy. Maybe this is right. why you're looking for validation. And I was yeah. like, oh yeah, I look for validate. I, I used to yeah. look for validation all the time. And I want people to think that I do a good job and, and things that I'm interested in or things that I'm doing. Um, I do long for that. I do long to be validated. And the day somebody asked me if I think God respects me mm. was the day that I, I sobbed in a Starbucks. Yeah. yeah. And it's because I want that same validation from God, but I never, I'd never even thought about whether or not he offers that, you know? But I, I fascinating. Got a, I'll read a text. I won't say who it's from, but a guy sent me a text and he said, wow, last the message last week and still haunting me and I don't know what to do with it. Hmm. So I wrote him back and I said, what's the feeling? What's the desire? What's the longing, passion? What's, what are you feeling? And he said, he said, um, he and I had met a while ago and he reflected when I said to him, your deep seated need of approval, your, your deep seated need is the approval of others. And he says in his text, it hit me like a club. I've really tried to understand that and I've made progress, but it's like I'm swimming between two islands. I'm too far from where I started to turn back and I really can't see where I'm headed. I think your message was just a reminder, not a good, not bad, just a reminder to keep my eyes on him and not the next island. I have a deep seated core insecurity that I just don't understand. It's amazing that you can be that self-aware. Because it was just a couple of weeks ago that we were talking about what we call it, like radical individualism or something right. like that. Mm -hmm. Right. Rugged. Rugged, Rugged individualism. individualism. In a world where everybody thinks they're an individual is also the world where everybody kind of wants everybody else's approval. Absolutely. Right? Right. That's right. so weird. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So there's a lot of, uh, I mean, we could call it twisted, broken, out of whack perspective our lives when we are not blessed by God, when we do not, when we have not embrace the fact that he's adopted us and we haven't have accepted him. There's a lot. Uh, and you listed, listed several of them. And you can see that in human relationships too. Yeah. Well, he's one of the reasons that this is us clip resonated with me. Like it did was because the father recognized the son's struggle. The son said he, he Randall, the son, he said he felt different from his siblings. I can relate to that. He felt different and he didn't want to stand out, but the father said, you are different. 
and I, I love that about you and I want you, yeah. Yeah. I want you to stand out as much as you can. Yes. And I feel like the father has made us each so uniquely mm. and in a, in a nation of rugged individualism, we can twist that. We can make that uh, unhealthy, but the father did create us as unique individuals to uh, do tasks that only we are are capable of doing with the gifts and the experiences, circumstances that surround each one of our individual lives. He made us so unique and he wants us to stand out and be as unique as he created us to be. But mm. we, we can't find that unless we find it in him. And when we do, and when we watch a person move into their destiny, that there's not just joy because it feels good to do what you're called to do. But whether you know it or not, when you're moving in your destiny, that's when the hand of God comes upon your shoulders. He says, I am so proud of you. Hmm. This is exactly why I made you. And we feel that divine uh, encouragement and that divine blessing. And that's why moving to the destiny is just such an addictive, an addictive feeling. Do you, do you guys think we have to receive the blessing or is it just bestowed upon us? Once we become a child of God. Getting into some pretty I don't deep know. Is that a deep question? No, it's a great question. question. It, it is a great question. It is a great question. I know I've I've gone around a bunch of different denominations in my lifetime and I know the Lutherans would oh, describe is that a, it one is that way. a loaded question? It, it can okay. be. Yeah. It can be. Well, I ask it because I'm like, how do I know I've received the blessing? I don't, I don't know if I've received it. That's a good question. That's something that I, I remarked on. Your last, I think what you left us with, Dave, maybe not, but you said, do you feel the love of God? Do you feel like he's your father? Do you know him? Do you know you were chosen by him? Maybe this is part of my inner six fear nature, but as a child, I wrestled with this greatly. Am I? Yeah. Did he? Yeah. Is it? I know I, I accepted in, into my heart at, at vacation Bible school last right. summer, but is he still there? Did I lose him? Yeah. You know, and my parents don't come from like a once saved, always saved uh, background in, in that sense, but they still wanted me to know that I could be confident hmm. and secure in my salvation, that mm -hmm. that gift I received was not just going to magically disappear, you know, mm -hmm. because I, I fibbed a little bit or because, you know, I'd done something wrong. They, they wanted me to not live in perfect, in perpetual fear the way I had as a, as a kid, I was very yeah. afraid that, oh man, is it still there? Did I lose it? I mean, you, yeah. <laughs> you know me, of well, course yeah. I would have been like that <laughs> as a child. <laughs> yeah. I, I think there's a, there's a role that the church that the individual members of the church have to play in this. I think part of the reason that God gives us different spiritual gifts and, and insights and things like prophecy and things like discernment is so that we can speak hmm. to and for one another, God's heart for each other. Yeah. I think we miss that when we are rugged individualists and we don't have that, that community that's allowing us to, uh, to engage with one another. So, uh, I'm thinking, for example, in, in first Timothy, Four, uh, Paul is talking to Timothy and he's saying to him, don't neglect the spiritual gift you received through the prophecy spoken over you when the elders of the church laid their hands on you. We don't know what that is. We don't know hmm. what that spiritual gift was. We don't know what the elders said, but there was something in that where the elders of the church put their hands on Timothy and they hmm. called him to something. And it was as if the, the body of Christ was the hands of the father yeah. giving that blessing to Timothy 
giving him a vision of who he was, who he's going to be. And I know I've talked about it a lot, but there was the moment in my life where Pastor Simon in Kenya put his hands on my shoulders and said, Barry, I have a prophecy for you. And he spoke over me and in some sense was speaking what God saw in me. And that vision drove me, has been driving me since ever since for the last 13 years. Like, so I, I think there's a role to play, not just in listening to God speak in your own mind, but also allowing your community and the church itself to speak and to actually pass that blessing on. That's good. I don't know. Yeah. I'm reading Romans 11, 29. Dave's got to go before you read that. Dave, oh, thanks sorry. for the message. Yeah. Can't, sorry. Just can't stand Romans. I'm sorry. sorry. Stand the word Romans, got it. Dave's got to go. That's <laughs> not joking. true. I'm just joking. Dave, thanks for uh, the message. Oh, you're thanks welcome. For, uh, sorry, I couldn't stay for the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, but carry on. Talk about me. See you at Christmas Eve. Well, well I'm here next week. Yeah. <laughs> next week. Oh, you're also okay. next week. Yeah. So. Okay. See you next week. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, my word. All right, Romans. Romans. Are we editing this? No, let's make it happen. Keep it in. Uh, this is one that I find great comfort in this since it's comfort and joy. Um, for God's gifts and his call are irrevocable. Hmm. Yeah. When, I'm, when I'm thinking about... Go ahead, New King James. <laughs> What's that? No! Why do I keep reading from the NIV on this show? What's wrong with me? <laughs> oh, no. God's- we we support the NIV here at Grace, okay? No, we're NLT, guys. Oh, yeah, Come NLT, on. yeah. Well... Yeah, now I can't, yeah, anyway. Um, Yeah, his gifts and his calling are irrevocable. There was plenty of times throughout my life, my life just laden with fear that, uh uh-oh, now I've done it. Now he's just taken his Holy Spirit from me. Taking the blessing away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so that scripture, you know, we we sing a lot of songs about the relentless love of God and how he chases us down and he pursues us. And I think that goes hand hand in hand with with this scripture in particular. particular i can't talk today um he's given a unique set of gifts to each individual Mm. he's given a call to each individual and that call stands and i know that because i look at jonah if anybody should have had you know his calling (laughs) completely stripped from him it would have been the guy who said no lord i'm not gonna go and totally ran away and then was Mm -hmm. swallowed by a big fish but he comes out of the fish and i'm sorry like the call is still there (laughs) Yep, right. It's still there. Yeah. And I feel like that many times, like I've had to spend some time um, figuratively in the belly of a big fish somewhere. But when I come out, I can't shake it. That call mm. is still there. That whatever I received, whatever he has bestowed upon me or endowed me with, it's still there. They make tamales in Indiana. Bless the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Sorry, thank what? You, thank you. He's talking about the belly of Indiana, but I'm okay because God has provided. Well, El what, isn't there? Oh, yeah, okay. isn't there no, no, no. It, I'll cut this part out, but isn't there a story where like, yeah, you're like, I don't want to go to Indiana. And Jen's yes. like, they make tamales there. And you're like, okay, I'll go. No, it's way better than that. It's oh, all about okay. diners, drive-ins, and dives. Yeah, yeah, now yeah. you remember that story. Yeah. No, we, we just decided okay, yes. we were moving here and we sat on the couch and we were watching what is it? Diners, drive-ins and dives. Yeah. yeah. And it was Indiana. Yep. And it was Indiana and it was tamales. Oh, tamales. Wow. Yes. One of God's greatest gifts to yeah. mankind. Jesus, All right. the Holy spirit, tamales. <laughs> um, where do we go from here? Barry, what are we doing? What's next? Uh, next week, dad is going to continue. He is talking about what the good things that God gives us, the blessings that God gives us. Yeah. And then Christmas Eve, 
will be both of us together. We're going to try. Yeah, I want to talk about this. What's happening? Dual dual sermons. We're still working out the details, but yeah, it's going to be like like a shared sermon. He'll get up and talk for a minute. I'll come. I'll get up. Not a minute. Are you guys like, going to try to like finish each other's sentences? Are you going to like get up and down off the stage Just, a bunch of times? It'll be like him for a bit, me for a bit, us for a bit, and then it'll be over. So high five in the middle of the stage. Fives, it'll be, yeah. I don't know. It might be really weird or it could be cool. I don't know. It's going to be awesome. It'll be interesting. So that's happening Christmas Eve. All right. Uh, we're going to do that many, many times. Yeah. The 30 <laughs> services at yeah. Christmas Eve. 30. Do not. Do not. <laughs> Uh, All right, where, so that, where are you guys going to be for the Christmas Eve services? I'm right here at 146. Are you? Mm-hmm. Cool. I will be in the band at North Indy. I'm really? so excited about that. Yeah. I need somebody to tape that, like record well, it. Tape it? <laughs> what are you playing? Uh, I'm playing guitar in the band. I did it last year. It was a lot of fun. And always like Ephraim asks me in October, do you want to play in the band at Christmas Eve? And in October, it's like, yeah, absolutely. And then the day comes and you're like, oh, I'm here for 12 and a half hours. Yeah. Yeah. That's it? Yeah. Go ahead, North Indy. <laughs> oh, no. So that's what I'll be. We're, 12, we're, try 36. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. We're setting um, up cots. We're setting up cots. I wish we would. You probably can. Yeah. You've slept here before. No, you haven't slept. No, I have not slept here before. Um, all right. So that's happening in the next couple of weeks. And then after that, we talked about this, but... Christmas is on a Tuesday. I doubt the three of us are going to come in on Tuesday and record between Sundays. So we're taking that week off for sure. New Year's Day is on a Tuesday. I doubt we're coming in on New Year's Day to record. So we got to figure out what we're going to do with that week. What will you be doing on that Tuesday? Christmas? For us, it's coffee waffles. We will be making waffles that will contain coffee grounds. It's delicious. What? Not used coffee grounds. Freshly ground, finely ground coffee grounds in your waffle. Belgian waffles. You've got to try it. Interesting. With chocolate in syrup waffle? instead of uh, maple syrup. Yeah. Is it crunchy? Why don't you use instant coffee instead of coffee grounds? I don't know. This is just the way we do things. Huh. Are they used? No. Again, you don't <laughs> deplete them of their value. So it's crunchy waffles. They're not like they're gritty, they get stuck in your yeah. teeth. I'm telling it's you, like, you would love them. You've got to try. We put but sand on our waffles. Every Christmas morning, we have yeah. coffee waffles. Really? Yes. Those. Did, you, this, try, did you try Olivia's uh, coffee? Macarons. Yes, that's that, the one I went straight for. That she used instant coffee. Okay. Instead of coffee grounds, delicious. So they wouldn't. Yeah. Did you try the macarons? I did the uh, blueberry. Yeah, which was awesome. Oh yeah, it's like blueberry cheesecake. My wife has a gift. I don't know what. I don't know how she does it. I literally well, watch her. They. She spends hours and hours and hours working on these things, and oh. they come out like profound. Yeah. Everyone is like having a religious experience. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, and I love it because we lived in Chicago and we, we would go to these shops that had them for sale, but they're like $4 for one. Right. And now I understand why. But then it's you go to Liv's house and you're just like gobbling free. them up. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's cause they, cause they like take, they're so finicky. And, and if, if she like misses the temperature by like a degree, yeah. they all collapse and oh, they're all thrown goodness. away. Or if, yeah, Ugh. it's crazy. I have what are macarons? Macarons. Uh, macarons. Macaroons are little coconut. Coconut We've done squiggles. This. We've done this. Before. Yeah, we have. <laughs> uh, I I have them once a year, and it's at your house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and they're good. Yeah. So yeah, yep. I'm in. All right, so that's what's happening. I'm not sure what we're gonna do New Year's week, but uh, we're definitely taking a week off. Much deserved, I'd say. We've done I don't know seventy of these things by now. We deserve it. Guys. It's a lot of pod. We yeah. deserve it. But so we'll be here next week and then uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah. Right. Mm. But uh, until mm. then, Marin, 
I need you to send us out, please. I will. Hey, we look forward to seeing everybody at our Christmas Eve services. Come up, say hi. We love meeting friends of the pod. Until then, do justly love mercy and walk humbly with your God. And we'll see you on the other side of Sunday. 